0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Wide Array of Sports Takes. I'm Andrew DeStefner. You can find me at SportsGuru716 or at widearrayofsportstakes.wordpress.com. I post daily fantasy football content there, um, hockey content, Buffalo sports-centric stuff, eSports, League of Legends specific stuff, uh, NASCAR when the season was going on. So if you want any... um, help with your fantasy football team or fantasy sports in general because once hockey gets going and football comes to a halt soon in about a month or so, I will be switching gears to hockey and baseball and stuff like that. So, hopefully you stick around for that um, content as well as the content I've been giving out already. Today, I'm going to go over my injury report. Um, Players that are questionable this week or out that were hurt this past week. And also cover the Carolina Hurricanes in my 31 teams in 31 days. So let's get started here. I'm going to do the injury report first because that's um, kind of how I do things. I do the fantasy football stuff first. So a lot of quarterbacks this week on my list, on my post. If you'd like to look at the post, it is on my WordPress. I posted it earlier this morning. Um. That's pretty much what I go off of for my podcast, and I go on a little bit more in-depth with my thought processes on my posts and what I kind of mean. So, uh, Arizona, Kenyon Drake played last week. He's still questionable going on into Thursday because it's a Thursday night game, and he doesn't have a lot of time to recover. He did well against the Bills, which makes me believe that he'll do fine against Seattle. Seattle's defense is absolutely atrocious this year, and... I believe that if he plays, he'll do fine. So he's a solid RB2 this week. Um, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable. I'm going to say this a couple times probably, and I said it on here. If you have one of these quarterbacks that's hurt, like I do, I have Bridgewater in the league. I had to pick someone up. I picked up Joe Flacco. Like, that's what I had to do. Drew Locke is also hurt. I have him on here also. But I can't pick up Drew Locke to replace Teddy Bridgewater because Drew Locke might not play. So all that was there was Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton. And who knows if Andy Dalton actually plays the whole game because Garrett Gilbert looked better than Andy Dalton when he played. So there's really like nothing out there right now. So you need to pick up like a Flacco or an Alex Smith or a Nick Mullins. Players like well, Nick Mullins on by. Players that are low tier now or you might not have anything and that's scary scary stuff you're flipping a coin on 20 points that's not good at that point you might as well get taysom hill at least you'll get four or five so bridgewater is questionable this week is kind of scary because you know we know about his terrible injury with the vikings and uh coming back through the saints system and now finally starting and you know, getting hurt this past week, he is questionable. Drew Locke, also questionable this week. And I mean, despite him being a twenty-fifth or so ranked quarterback right now, if that was your quarterback too and you're relying on him for your bye week this week, you have to go get somebody now. Or it's gonna to be too late. Because Detroit, Matt Stafford is also hurt. He has a um tear in a tendon or a muscle in his thumb. His throwing hand, nonetheless. So now you're running into a situation where Matt Stafford, either A, isn't going to be that great, and you should trade him in that case, which I have here, or B, he's not going to play. And now you're looking at Chase Daniel, and that's, I mean, that might be all there is. And it's a scary time. Like, you got to get a quarterback when you can. Maybe no one picked up Jameis Winston yet. Pick him up. Danny Amendola? He's also hurt. Um, This was kind of going to happen. Amendola has um, injury problems. He's had all his career. He's kind of fragile when it comes to that. He just seems to get bad luck. And uh, it just happens for him all the time. And it happened this year again. So one week you got a decent play out of him a couple weeks ago. And that's it. So I would just move forward without Daniel Andola. Drew Brees, he suffered such a big injury this past week. I don't know if his career will be over. I mean, it's not a career ending injury itself, but the fact that now Jameis Winston is going in there who has a lot of experience, a high draft pick. Now, mind you, has been a mixed bag. And how will he do with the Saints? We don't know. But this is opportunity to be the future in New Orleans. Like, this is a chance for a second chance at his career. So if Jameis Winston comes through on this, you might see the end of Drew Brees. Because he's 40 years old, he's got a giant cap hit against the Saints for next year, and the Saints are like 100 mil in the hole. Literally, like their cap, they're 100 million over next year. So now Drew Brees, I mean, honestly, I think they went all in this year because it's the last year for Drew Brees, and then next year they were going to be god-awful. They were going to cut everybody and be god-awful. So I think this is Jameis Winston's opportunity for a second chance at his career going forward with the Saints. And this is the end of Drew Brees. Traquan Smith had a couple weeks there where he almost had 10 points. And he was pretty, you know, solid when it came to opportunities. So he was a lower-tier flex option for a handful of weeks there, like I said. And um, now, not the case. I think that he... You know, that ship sailed. He's kind of banged up. We don't know if he's going to play this week. And without Breeze, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's, you know, sketchy business. Lastly, Seattle, the other Thursday night opponent. Tyler Lockett, that's a big deal. That might be the biggest injury on here. He's a top 10 wide receiver. Fantasy owners should be concerned. He is definitely questionable for Thursday. So, with that being said, David Moore probably gets more opportunities. In his um place, more targets. Even if Lockett does play, because Lockett is a speed guy, and being banged up might hurt his speed. So, David Moore probably the guy for that. I would watch very closely if I'm a Lockett owner going into Thursday night. Chris carson supposed to come back. Travis Homer played a little bit last week. Got hurt. I mean, was hurt. You know, didn't help his cause. So, Carlos Hyde is supposed to be healthy. Chris Carson's also supposed to be healthy going into this week. But Hyde is closer than Carson is. And given that Hyde has been okay in the past in filling in for Carson, I think that Hyde will be the, excuse me, number one this week. Carson will get some touches and kind of get, you know, re-acclimated into the offense. And then Travis Homer might be non-existent because Alex Collins is there, like I mentioned yesterday, as a um, goal line option. So, I would—if uh, you had Travis Homer because of all these injuries, you probably should drop him. I don't think he's going to do much for you going forward. Carolina Hurricanes by thirty-one teams in thirty-one days. The Hurricanes were difficult to do. Um, it's kind of difficult to grade them. I I have them twelfth. And 30, and fourth in their division, the Metropolitan. The Eastern Conference is pretty good. I really like the Hurricanes. Goalie is where they have a concern, but their forwards are like so good. And like looking at this team, like, so they added Jesper Fost and a couple defensemen. uh, I mean, a defenseman and a, a forward to put in the minors that they could play right away if they had to. So, you know, cap efficiency is seventh overall. Obviously, I only list one-way contracts here. That doesn't include anybody that was re-signed in free agency. I mean, re-signed to their own team in free agency. They th- that may apply to the seventh overall, but I don't list that here for uh, efficiency purposes. Um depth chart. This depth chart was very this work gets hard. This is very difficult to do. As you can tell, there's only um two players on here that don't play multiple positions so it's a puzzle that took a while to put together and you know depending on how you look at it could change things like Ryan Dezingle normally plays wing but he has center ability so I have him at center because Martin Nikas is better than him so I would rather have him on my top two lines have Dizingo. But if you do the spread your wealth game, Nikov's is probably your third line center, you know, things like that. But you see, all these players can play different positions, and they're all young. And that top nine, in my opinion, I mean, this forward corpse arguably is the best in the league, top to bottom, depth-wise. Like this is an elite forward corpse. Specknikov is only getting better. Ajo is only getting better. Um Nikas only getting better. You know, you got solid guys like Teravine and Ryder that have been playing. Vogel's only going to get better. Trocheck is what he is. A solid two-way player. Dezingle, solid player. Jordan Stahl, a veteran presence as a forward, a center on this team. Even Morgan Geeky, a, a player that they brought up last year in only two games, I believe, had two goals and an assist. Like, very good hockey players. Like, Carolina is a is I honestly believe if the goaltending ends up being okay this year, they are a dark horse for the for the cop. I think honest to God, they are a very good hockey team. Um, I think 12th is like the, the floor for these guys. Like they are so good, even when you look at their defense. Slavin and Hamilton. Jacob Slavin. Is widely considered the dark horse for the Norris, year in and year out, because he has such a two-way game that, you know, a lot of people he's so underrated. He's so underrated. He's a very, very, very good defenseman. Dougie Hamilton also very good. You're looking at their third pairing. They got Brady Ski, Sch- 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 Sky, whatever. however you say his name? Like, and they and most teams, he's a top four defenseman. That for them. He's on their bottom pair. I mean, Hayden Fleury they re-signed and are bringing along, but they could have played Jake Bean if they wanted to. I mean, or Joey Keane, Somebody like that that they have down in the minors. And really, this team doesn't get hurt that bad. Because their defense is so good, this bottom pair is probably playing like 15 minutes a night. Not even. And even when you look at the forwards, like I was saying, this bottom line of Jordan Stahl... Morgan Geeky and Brock McGinn, they're only playing like 10 minutes a night. and But that line there, is, I mean, McGinn is suspect. But the other two, like, they could be on a third line anywhere in the league. Like, this team is elite. Carolina, I just, I mean, Tampa Bay just won, and Tampa Bay is very, very good, obviously. That goes without saying. You know, Toronto is very good um Boston I did already they look pretty good their fourth line though isn't as good as this, this guy's these guys fourth line first line is better I mean the Bergeron Pastor marchon line might be the best one in hockey but in a couple of years this team's gonna have the best first line the best top six the best top nine I mean I don't know how they fit all this underneath the cap I really don't when it comes down to it but this team is so good it is disgustingly good. I mean, goalie is the only concern. Peter Mrazek and James Reimer, I mean, that comes, you know, like it, it it's truly a coin flip every night. But this team's capable. Like I talk about the Sabres, and I say, you know, the goaltending is going to be the problem because I don't know if we can win five to four every night, four to three, and things like that. But Carolina can. They are good enough to do that. So this goaltending, I mean, when it comes to playoff time, will affect them. But in the regular season, this team's gonna be disgusting. And if this kid that they have down in the minors turns out to be okay and ends up playing goalie for them, they the the, the sky is the limit. This team is so good. I am I am all aboard the Carolina Hurricane train this year. Honestly, I I mean When it comes down to it, right before the season starts, and I make my predictions for the finals, I, you know, as of this, you know, today, I want to say Carolina is the best team on paper when it comes to forwards and defense in the whole entire league, top to bottom. So that's my take. Um, Thank you for listening. You can find me at sportsgroup 716 on Twitter or wide array of sports takes.wordpress.com. Tomorrow I'm going to have my fantasy football rankings up, and I'll cover the Chicago Blackhawks. Comment, um, share this, retweet it, like it, do whatever, wherever you find the link if you liked it. Give me some feedback. I'll answer it tomorrow in my next podcast. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening.